Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. Jeremy, I don't understand why I had to pay $69 to be on this media call when no one else had to pay to be on it. Hannah, this is this is all above my pay grade now. All right, I'm I'm way up here. We got our own channel, youtube.com slash fightful distraction. We're, we're doing late night grin.com. I'm not, I don't know who's on these media calls. Anybody can apparently just show up. I mean, this is a JJ problem, Hannah. This is, this is not something I have time to deal with. I asked JJ and he lied to me and told me everyone had to pay. I, I will talk to JJ about that. I'm sorry that happened to you, Hannah. I will talk to him about it. I'm sorry, but don't, don't come to me with the, with these issues. Okay. Don't, I'm trying to put the show together. I'm trying to build a channel here. I'm getting shots up. I'm doing headline. I'm busy, Hannah. I'm busy. Okay. I just, I don't understand. I just, I want you to have more women on the show. I... What, do you, do you want, we give O'Neill three, three minutes. Do you want 30 seconds? Is that, is that what you want? Like we've looked at this stuff and you got, you guys just aren't drawing. All right. You got, this is just not a draw. It's just, it's not, I'm sorry. We've looked at the numbers, Hannah. It just doesn't draw. Are you trying to tell me that Bob O'Neill is more popular than I am? That's what the people want. They want O'Neill. They want the corner three. They want three minutes. You want equal time? We'll give you three minutes. All right. That's that's what we give him. But they they want the bearded white. They want Cass. They want Cass. They want O'Neill. They want Shoot. They want Connor Casey. That's who they want. Kate's got her own show. Denise has got her own show. You you do the mod thing, whatever. Like, wait, wait. They're they're elsewhere. Go elsewhere for this stuff. You know what? I'm just going to call the EP. Okay. All right. Please, please don't call the EP. Okay. Please don't do that. We'll talk about this further. We'll discuss it. I promise you, I promise you'll make good on this. Okay, Hannah? I promise you we'll make good on it. You, you just got to trust me. All right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You know, I love you. You do a lot. You do a lot, Hannah. You know, I absolutely adore you. We will make good on this, all right? Just trust me. Just trust me, Hannah. And I said, Psycho! This was for all pals. And O'Neill starts a feed from the jaws of victory with a pop gun and a chubby cheese. Distraction. Hey, podcast. We will fill. Wins and losses. Don't be shit. So what's Joseph Grinch?
Well, Joseph's not even on screen. Joseph, <laughs> he didn't want to be associated. Have we been canceled yet, Joseph? I don't know. I ain't commenting on any of that shit, bro. That's your, <laughs> that's your grenade you just threw up. I'm, you know, I was, I was here. I was backstage. I was watching on. I have no comment to make. <laughs> Hope everyone is well here on this fine evening of no dynamite week, which has definitely not killed this show. Um, yeah, how are you, Jeremy? I'm well. I'm well. Yeah, dynamite. Yeah, dynamite. Uh, what are we doing today? We're doing Q and A. We're doing fantasy booking. We're doing a lot of different stuff. We're not going to actually talk about dynamite because it's on Saturday, and you know, we first. I guess we should talk about the rampage buy and stuff. We did a little bit of that on Twitch. I don't know if we're going to just answer some questions. I think that's what we're going to do. JJ says, "Hello, my favorite big stars. Hope you're doing well. Congrats again on the Distraction YouTube channel. All hail TK for being a lunatic. Much love." Yeah, I mean, that's a good place to start, right? So it's an interesting week, Jeremy. I don't know if you've noticed, but people are getting very fired up about this wrestling war stuff. Everyone's losing their mind. Everyone's getting more and more aggressive while pretending they don't care about it. All I know is, all I know is, that we're getting Minoru Suzuki versus Brian Danielson on YouTube as a rib. And I, you know, personally, (laughs) personally, I think that's a win for us as wrestling fans, but... Maybe we should instead just have like fist fights about, you know, ratings and stuff. You're cool, Jeremy. Sneakers? You want to talk about sneakers? It feels like that's a pretty big topic. Just, just complete loser stuff. You got to appreciate it, man. You, you got to. People are really losing their way with this thing. They, they, they are. I mean, bless them. I understand it. I understand the. There's comedic appeal to it. So if you're having fun with it, but if you're getting actively angry that someone took a shot at someone's use of sneakers, then God bless. Good luck. I hope everything works out for you. I have to I have to write a story on the sneakers. People are it's petty wars, right? Like imagine. Yeah. I know we 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 talk about it. like we we're a fan of this stuff, but like imagine if we had social media during the Monday Night Wars, right? Like Yeah, but like you can have fun with it, right? Yeah. It's just unfortunately it's it's a lot of people pretending they're having fun with it while getting really, really mad. But, you know, and I'm not here to do the thing of like your wrestling. Anyone that watches this show knows I actually have a complete opposite philosophy that I don't watch any of the other stuff. But, like, there's a middle ground between me preferring AEW and me, like, getting actively mad at Top Dollar because he said something about sneakers. Like, I'm just, you know, it's it's a mess. But, but whatever. Um, should we get in some questions, Jeremy? Would you like to fantasy book first? Uh, let's, let's get into some questions. We can fantasy book, um, later on. Joseph, yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to rely on you to, uh, go through the questions. I do have a, a, re- a request real quickly. Uh, JK Shaw says, could NXT 2.0 be saved with more booty shaking promos like the glitch verse has, or by planning out shows on a notebook at a football game? I feel like the second one would be very helpful. What's the, fir- I don't understand what the question, yeah, that oh, makes sense. we're, we're on, we're on, uh, the WWE 2K19, we're booking universe mode. Oh, and Adam Cole was doing a promo, and in the middle of it, he just started shaking his ass. God bless. Well, what there you go. Some of these questions actually play at the fantasy booking, so I'm gonna I'll get to those later. Uh, please, um, please ask the EP's question first as a as a special request from the EP. Okay, I need to find. There's a lot of questions here. I'll uh, ask. It. I got it. You uh, got it. Okay, go. Yes. She says, "Who do you think is winning the Great Friday Night 30 Minute War?" Late night grin is gonna win, right? Well, we're a different we're a different time slot. Um aren't you be, guys gonna go early? 
Like you guys got we fool about it, yeah. But then yeah. we realize most of our content is reviewing AEW, and that would probably <laughs> go poorly. I think. I mean, I know that like the EP doesn't actually care about the question, but I. I mean, it feels pretty likely that SmackDown's going to win. Yeah. Now you know. I think. I think that'll be a hilarious. Like, t- I hope I'm sure that Tony has like a drafted tweet ready to go that's going to pop everyone when that happens. But <laughs> yeah, it's all good fun. Um, is Bob backstage? Yes, but his camera isn't like on. Okay, it's- tell Bob because this this Q and A like it probably worked best if Bob because Bob's a big star now. You know, I don't know if, if Bob's camera comes on frame on here and he can leave whenever he needs to. Um, DM him. Can you not hear the show? Probably, I don't know. I don't like He's a something. coward. Yeah, true. He's a coward because the W. I'm gonna guys today. I'm gonna fantasy book the World Wrestling Federation. So I feel like Bob should be here for that as the official bootlicker. You know, fair. Yeah, um, he's minute. He's three minutes tonight. I, I'm told of the NBA. Which, yes. Which, well, last time he did a sports preview was him just saying this team looks good, that team looks good, that team doesn't look so good. So yeah. Um. <laughs> Okay, who will be, this is from Steve, who will be the first major AEW talent to jump to the WWE? Which is a, an increasingly common question. Um, Bob is here. He had his computer muted for a second. Okay. Okay, Bob he's should answer here. this one. Here. If he's here, I'll let him on screen, but he's not here. Well, he's a coward. Yeah. Um, Bob, if you turn your camera on, we're going to let you on the show early. Give everyone a really, <laughs> give everyone a really fun time. Who will be the first major AEW People talent want Bob O'Neill, as I said. That's what they want. This is a fascinating question because I think Scorpio Sky was a guy that people circled as like he would have reason to bounce, and he just signed a five-year extension. So, like, that stuff's always hard to read. Brian Cage is coming up in the chat. Guys, I don't think Brian Cage was going to WWE. I don't know if he's going to be in AEW forever, but, like, I don't think WWE is the spot for Brian Cage. I think he's said similar comments about that himself, and there's, you know, there's been some talk in that direction, and it hasn't ever got very far. Um, but I get why people lead in that direction. I think the bigger guys are always ones that people naturally kind of wonder about, but I don't think, you know, in the public comments don't mean anything, but... Both Hobbs and Wardlow have kind of made a, a point of like shooting that down. So <laughs> I guess I'm I guess I'm saying I have no idea. MJF, I don't know, man. MJF actively no. referencing that shit on TV makes me think like it's less likely to ever happen. I don't now, I'm not saying, yeah, like I'm not saying it will nothing that none of this will ever happen. But like right now, maybe Bob's got more insight. He's a scoopster. I have, I honestly, there's not a name that I would say confidently. I expect to go to from to leave AEW to WWE. That doesn't mean it won't happen. I'm talking about names that come to my mind. I can't think of any. Bob, what about you? Yeah, no. I mean, I immediately thought of like MJF or Cody, but it's not going to be like right now. I just, I could see them going at some point. Like, I don't think either one would be the first though. Cody is interesting. I said on Twitch the other guys. I'm sure if you can hear the plane that's flying across my house. Um, private jet. No, Cody, of all the wrestlers in, in the landscape right now, there are a few that I'd like to see where they're at in five years more than Cody. Because I think Cody in ring most likely is done by them, but I could also see a world in which he just kind of pivots and does something else again. And I don't think it would be WWE. I could see him doing some weirdness, but I don't think he'll be going back there personally. I just don't. Um, but, man, it's, it's interesting how kind of – through two years, this has been a very one-sided conversation, right? Who's going from this side to the other and not 
and and I understand why, and it's a good question, Mike. I understand why everyone is intrigued. Who will be the first big one to like refuse a contract or extension and jump the other way? I just don't. I don't see the name right now, guys. I gotta be honest with you, Jeremy. Any any come to mind? I mean, I I know people real quickly, real quickly. Drew, fifty dollar super chat right here. Love to all of you, and Hannah deserves the most of this super chat for for putting up uh, with all the nonsense she has to put up with. Very factual. Uh, you all make me smile, and I'll always support you as you do for me. Keep on grinning. Thank you, Drew. The the fucking king of this shit, Drew. My God, pal, that's incredible. Wow. Um, Jericho, Bob, you predicted Jericho some. I don't know. Yeah, I thought so. I mean, he seems like he's happy doing commentary and stuff now. I mean, I think he's a guy that'll go back at some point to, you know, go in the Hall of Fame or whatever. But yeah, I mean, it's not like a ton of names really jump out, right? It's not. And, and I wonder if that will change as the roster continues to grow and expand. I don't know, Jeremy, I don't, you didn't get a chance to answer, right? Did anything, anyone come to mind? I, so Brian Cage, I know he's mentioned in the chat. That seemed like the, the most obvious. I was telling Joseph earlier, I listened to a 50-minute Brian Cage interview today and it's clear he has like some frustrations with things and would like things to kind of go in a different direction um i don't know if wwe is going to be able to really provide that for him and i think he kind of knows that too i feel like a lot of these guys at least right now when it comes to what what we see they're like even if they're not super happy with what they're doing and their place on the card uh and whether this is internalized or externalized they're at least on tv and they're doing something and they're they have some input and some creative say uh like cage again another example i don't think he was he he outright said it he's like the ftw title we didn't really do a whole lot with it um it everything kind of lasted a little bit too long i'll be happy to just kind of move on from that but he said in previous interviews of but you know i always have a direct line to tony i can always talk to him my ideas kind of get through and we just kind of work and and get from there like, even if you're not super happy with, like, how things are going, the fact that you still have some freedom and can get your ideas across means more than what we kind of know in WWE. So, that, so in, that's why, like, nobody, like, really jumps out. Uh, right. I, I must say, I know that it's easy to dunk on Brian Cage, and there's reasons for that that go beyond wrestling from what I gather, but... He, everything he just said there, I think is true. I, that's a fair criticism. I think the FTW stuff was mostly a, a kind of a nothing. And I think the Ricky Starks feud didn't help either party. I think part of that is on Brian as a baby face. But I also think the creative was pretty weak for that feud. So I, I'm not saying he's wrong there. And like, if he's frustrated, I get that. I'm, I, I don't want to be the guy that backs every frustrated guy in one place and then dunks on the other. You know, like, that seems lame to me. I think there's a lot to be said for it. Do I think Brian Cage is a top guy in AEW? No. I don't think on that roster you can really credibly push him to that level um but you know has it been perfect absolutely not so i understand that um which wrestling storyline would you like to see made into a musical bob that's one for you you're an expert on musicals oh he's has he froze no i'm good i froze for a second but i'm good okay bob (laughs) did you hear the question i did not which wrestling storyline would you like to see made into a musical um oh man (laughs) Like all time or just right now? Do all time, yeah. <laughs> um, my God, what a question. I mean, I, I, I think <laughs> like the Kenny and Hangman stuff would be kind of interesting just because it had so wow, many different that's parts. Boring. That's like actually good. Yeah. Like, that's true. Yeah. 
That's um, what I was thinking. Like that one to me, the greatest like two long term arcs. This is one of them. I think the other one is Sting in the NWO, which is a with some musical sounds hilarious. <laughs> just yeah. the main protagonist just sitting at the top of the. Top. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. What's the funniest Brock Lesnar one you could come up with, Bob? What's, <laughs> what's Brock's best storylines? Because he had the uh, the deal with that. So I remember when he was the Money in the Bank and he was holding it up like he was listening to music. That was tremendous. Yeah, that was good. You do one based on that. Just him as the Money in the Bank. <laughs> yeah. Also, um, the Elf No Big Boss Man uh, kind of oh, stuff would be excellent. There you go. Oh, that's yes. a good, yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. Jeremy, you got any so bad that'd be good ones? <sighs> yeah, JJ says Katie Vick. Like, that would be really bad. Like, as a, oh, no. as a musical. Claire Lynch, Reese says, that one's not bad. That's a terrible, that's good. That's a good soap opera, like drama. Like, not good, but, you know. Yeah. Um, God, JBL's title reign is an interesting one. <laughs> Uh, I see Katie Vick was the first one that came to mind. Like that is so absurd that as a musical would be kind of tremendous. Aces <laughs> and I, Smart Henry in the hand. Oh, you know, it'd be, you know, it'd be good as another Vince McMahon versus God. Mm. Oh, oh, hell. Fiend <laughs> law. Yeah, there's a lot of options here. Main event mafia. This, this is good. The chat's very good at this. We should just ask the questions, let the chat answer and read them out. That's what I'm going to do. Yeah. Before. Um, who would win? Another one for you here, Bob. One Brock Lesnar or a thousand Fuego del Souls? I think you got to go with a thousand Fuego del Souls. Yeah. There, right? They'll just overwhelm him. Like maybe one versus a hundred. No, even one versus a hundred, they'd probably overwhelm him. I think he could do 50. Yeah, 50 right? I mean, when you, yeah, yeah. I mean, when you go past fifty, you're getting a bit, uh, you know, a bit ridiculous. Thousand, I think Fuego, thousand Fuego is winning instant. To be honest, I think it's seconds, mere seconds, mm-hmm. Bob. Um, <laughs> what an incredible visual! Now, <laughs> there's a good one here about um, what would be the first big feud you would book for Roman after Crown Jewel and Survivor Series with the new roster. Now, I appreciate that, Sean, because I have been pondering fantasy booking today for the World Wrestling Federation. Now, Bob, this is why I wanted you here because I know that Jeremy equally doesn't give a shit. But you are, as we know, bootlicker Bob. <laughs> so I want to discuss this with you. Now, before I go any further, don't call me a hypocrite to my WWE, guys. I, and everyone knows this, I actively enjoy when the new rosters are set trying to figure out what their route is to WrestleMania. Yeah. We have about just less than six months, okay? And let's be real, they probably don't know where these belts are headed at Mania, but they are working with the same set of cards that we are at this point. Mm-hmm. So let's play around with that, right? I ask you, Bob, we'll start with Roman because that was the question. Who do you think Roman Reigns is going to work at WrestleMania and then we'll work backwards? If I had to guess right now, Drew McIntyre. Very fair. That seems like the obvious pick on SmackDown, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you look elsewhere on that brand for baby faces that he could work, he's already done the thing with Cesaro. He's like, do we think Jeff Hardy is at a point where they can do that? I think if they kept TLC, Jeff Hardy would have been fine, but I think just a one on one match, there's no real reason to do that. You, know, you can just do like, you just a TLC do a match, yeah. match. Yeah, yeah. Like, just make it a thing of like, Jeff just wants a TLC match. It's his specialty. Roman's like, all right, I'll whoop your That's ass. Fair too. You can. Yeah. I mean, and they're doing a Hell in a Cell match in Saudi when Hell in a Cell was a month ago or two months ago, whatever it was. I mean, it makes more sense to just not 
do the gimmick pay-per-views and not yes, have, I you hate know. those. Absolutely yeah. hate those. Who would be easier to get ready for a feud with Roman Reigns? Shinsuke or Ricochet? I think it's got to be Shinsuke, right? Because I mean, at least like, he's a champ, right? He's, yeah, he's won the Intercontinental title recently. Um, okay, you know, Ricochet just the one time you saw him in a big title match, uh, yeah, didn't go great. I think, and this is going to pivot into my overarching discussion here. I think there is a chance that they kind of go back to what they did with Lashley with the New Day guys, and I think in an ideal world. Woods wins King of the Ring, and you program him and Kofi with Roman. That's what I think you would do. And personally, and this is just me, folks, I'm not watching the product closely, but I looked at the pieces at Play Day for a good five minutes and had a think, okay? I think that you can do the arc we all pitch for Lashley, but on the other side. I think you can have Roman beating up poor Kofi and Woods in great matches, not squashing them by any means, but, have you know, like just being a, a big old meanie. And I think that's how I would have Big E eventually win the Rumble on the same night he drops his, his world title belt and pick Roman and go over there. That's what I was looking at earlier. Now, you can do Drew, but Drew sounds wholly uninteresting to me. So I would probably look to give Big E this next three months as champion on Raw, have him drop it via bullshit you know, method at the Rumble, and on the same night, enter the Royal Rumble, win it, and pick Roman to avenge his, his New Day um, allies. Now, the question then becomes, what do we do on Raw? But, like, I don't know, Jeremy, maybe I'm being unfair to Drew. I just don't, like, if he's the best option for Roman on SmackDown, I'd rather go elsewhere, man. I really would. I, um, I think you, you try to reheat Drew through all of this. I think throwing him into the, uh, an immediate feud with Roman, which we know he's not going to win... Like doesn't mm-hmm. do him any favors. Like I, I think you're better off just keeping them away from each other for right. the time being. And maybe you do that match at like the the rumble, not coming out of Crown Jewel. Like you do it coming out of like Survivor Fair. Series or something like that. Like at some point you're gonna they're gonna have to do it because for sure. why are you sending Drew over there? I think you gotta let it you gotta let it cool. You can't do it immediately once once the roster resets. So I like, like someone asked in the chat, who dro- who, did, who would I have Biggie drop the belt to on the Raw side? And Jack said Riddle and Randy. So there's two feuds. It seems that Edge and Seth is going to be is going to be finished at um at this this Crown Jewel thing. I assume they're going to finish there with the Hell in a Cell match. I would I would hope and assume. So then, yeah, you would probably be doing you would probably be doing Randy Orton and Riddle as the, as the world title match on Raw. Now, I, I don't know if I like the idea of having Randy win the championship again and having Riddle chase, but, like, I'm looking at Raw appears to have more options for those matches because you can always get Rollins back in that spot. And, and you know, again, what babyface do you go with? It's hard. The, the Roman Reigns roster is um, – that SmackDown lineup is really interesting from a Roman Reigns perspective because I think it's obvious that Drew is, like, the only major match – Hmm. And that's just weirdly limiting. I don't, I don't fully grasp why they've done that. So I was trying to figure out. I'm sure they have an answer. Um, I don't know, Bob. Any final thoughts on that whole deal? No, I mean, I think Shinsuke is the next guy for probably uh, day one, and then the Rumble, and then from there. I mean, they don't always have the champions in action in the pay per views leading up to WrestleMania. So maybe it's just Shinsuke, and then you know Roman has some shows off. But yeah, it, it's interesting. 
Jack mentions Finn Balor and Seth for the Raw side. I'm all for Finn doing anything to get up there. I, I think there's, I definitely think there is something to. Oh, it's difficult, man. Like Raw's definitely got more options without Big E than SmackDown has without Roman. And that doesn't mean necessarily you have to move him over. I'm just saying, like, because you've got Lashley too, as comes out in the chat. So, I don't know. Raw's actually I mean, Lashley's, got this much... gonna, Lashley's gonna get killed by Goldberg. Well, either way, I mean, you know, the raw roster on paper is definitely, on the male side at least, is infinitely stronger, right? Like, it just is. I don't think there's any argument about that. I mean, SmackDown has talent, but in terms of established players, Raw has come out a lot stronger. Um, but anyway, there's some. We're gonna do, I'm going to do a little bit more like with Women's Division, which I think is fun. Um, best wrestling matches of the year so far. Uh, number one for me would be the cage match at All Out, Lucha Bros, Young Bucks. Fair. I would then go. I would then go with Kenny and Brian. They're the first two that come to mind. What about you guys? Go ahead, O'Neill. Um, you know, I like Roman and Cesaro a lot. From uh, what mm-hmm. was it? Uh, I don't remember what pay per view it was. The one. Fast lane. Yeah. No, no, it was off. Much. You don't remember the backlash? That's the one in May. Yeah, I'm pretty yeah, sure. Backlash. I think it was WrestleMania backlash. Yeah, that was very good. Um, yeah, you know, you talk about uh, the cage match at All Out. Very good match. Um, there's been a lot this year, man. It's been a good year. That's the thing. Yeah, so a couple ones from the chat here. Um, Britt Baker, Thunder Rosa, Bianca mm-hmm. Belair, Sasha Banks. That one's, yeah, that Bianca, one's great. Yeah, that's Bianca good call. Sasha is the one that, that jumps out to me. Um, I, I, the all-out cage match, I mean, I, I was there, and that was fantastic atmosphere live and everything, and, like, yeah, that that was a great match. Danielson, Omega. the The ending hurts it, but like everything before that was, was mm-hmm. great, great stuff. Uh, yeah, Bianca Sasha is still the one that that sort of jumps out for me. Like I'm sure there are more. So I was like I'm I'm not good at thinking the, the, and remembering these matches. The chat is reminded us of um, Volta Ilya Dragunov from NXT yes. take over the end, which wasn't called that, but should have been. Um, <laughs> no, I'm messing. But yeah, that you know that one. There's some other stuff here. Like I, it's difficult. I'm I'm trying to think of stuff that Rick. So like I like the Owens and Reigns matches. I don't know if they get into this conversation as much as I enjoyed them. Mm. Um, yeah, same the, with Serena and Riho. The Rumble one was hurt with that finish, right? Yeah. And the other good one, the TLC one, that was in December. December. So, that was better. Yeah, that was. That was better. Match. Yeah, that was better. But that was um, technically last year. I loved the Bucks versus Kingston and Moxley. I yeah. loved um, – you know what was a great one that I think really didn't get enough love was Kenny versus Orange and Pack at Double or Nothing. I thought that was just a great modern triple threat with the with the twist of having Orange Cassidy in there um, who added a completely different dynamic. The Carino match I've still yet to see, but everyone tells me I would love, so I'm actually going to watch that race. That's best one me. But, yeah, I have to be – I'll be totally honest. I'm surprised as I look at the chat here that more – like Shingo and Jeff Cobb was great at Wrestle King. I remember us reviewing that. But it's, it's been a really exciting year for wrestling. I would be intrigued by, like, the average star rating metric because that isn't usually my thing. But, like, I feel like we're missing ones, but the chat isn't bringing many to my mind. Kenny and Phoenix was great. Yeah, there's, there's definitely some, for sure. Um, but there's the ones that come around my mind. Real quickly, Joseph. I'm yes. Some super chats. Uh, Hannah says, a highly rated Bob O'Neill. Yes. <laughs> big, big draw Bob is yep. what we call him around here. Right. Deep question here for Bob O'Neill. Where will you be when you get to where you're going? Wow. 
WrestleMania main event, right, Bob? Yes, exactly. Yes. I don't know. I think this show's on ESPN, right? <laughs> James Edward Smith says, can we talk about how WWE overnight turned Ricochet from undeniably the hottest prospect into someone no one cares about or talks about? Brother, that ain't, I mean, that's, I mean, listen, I tried on that front. Just don't, I was told let it play out by Bob and his pals. That was, that was a massive, massive error. I don't know what they did. Ricochet is spectacular. Um, and if we're being really honest about it, if his career just goes differently and he goes somewhere else, I'm not naming anywhere in particular, if he just waits a little bit longer, like he's probably one of the top guys in the industry, mm. but you know, that he didn't know what, it's, it's hard. Like that's, I'll be real with you. There's guys on AEW TV that are pushed very prominently that aren't nearly as good as Ricochet. Yeah. And if and if he was on with the presentation they get, he would be a very, very, very big deal. So there you go. Um, did we did we answer that? Do we have an answer for that question? Did I just say ESPN? That's my answer. ESPN. <laughs> yeah. Stephen A. Smith. But- yeah. Oh, God. I hear he's finished. Is Bob, you reacted to that. Is Stephen yeah. A. Is, it seems like the ratings have, have plummeted since young Max Kellerman has left. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't really know anyone that actually watches that show. I just see people react to it online all the time, so that's probably not great. Sorry to hear that. Yeah. Um, would Bam Adebayo beat Ben Simmons in a wrestling match where hockey sticks are legal? <laughs> yes. I think that's- he'd beat them like regardless of the hockey <laughs> sticks. Yeah. All right, seems like it. Bam rules. I like Bam. We'll get into that a little bit. Will we? Mm, kind of. When? When are we doing the Bam at a bio show? <laughs> the quarter three is just giving me three minutes on why Bam at a bio rules. Hmm. What promotion do you think Bray Wyatt will sign with? Um, I'm going to answer this in a really unconventional, cowardly way. I don't know if he does. I think there's a real chance that Bray looks at the landscape and realizes that right now the best play, and this is, listen, this is easy for me to say. I'm not one, you know, relying on the paychecks, but I think there is a real argument that the place for Bray right now is just the wrestling world in general. He's He's got to come up with a presentation that he's going to do outside of WWE, and he needs to pop up in the most random of places. He needs to shoot an angle with Nick Gage, he needs to go to the impact zone and make, turn it into the, the Wyatt compound thingy. <laughs> he needs to um, MLW, maybe not. Maybe he should go on the embedded with Dave and talk about scoops regarding Bo Dallas. He should go to Ring of Honor and work a pure rules match where he kicks a guy in the dick in one minute and leaves in the darkness. He needs to break all the rules. I think the worst, and this is just me, listen, if it's, if it's impact, that's cool. But the one thing Bray doesn't want to do is sign somewhere full-time and become just another guy on their roster. His fan base is unique and it's sizable. He needs to give them weird shit that pops them rather than settling in one place and doing the traditional wrestling stuff. That's my genuine take on it. Like, I think even as weird as it sounds, like him showing up at a PWG show and doing something weird would be funny. Like, I'm for all of this. But if he's going to sign somewhere, it feels like impact. What do you guys think regarding Bray? Yeah, I mean, I think I agree with you. Like, if he's going to go somewhere, it's going to be impact. I think that's the best spot for him, just given everything. Um, But, yeah, I mean, he could be a guy that is kind of a traveling attraction. Like, I didn't really consider that, but uh, that's a good point. I think people, and we're all guilty of this, we underestimate how big a star he is. Jeremy, go ahead. I I think it's impact. I really think impact sort of, like, gives him the keys – the yeah. kingdom and it's like 
do what you want. You, you've said it before, Joseph, sort of like what they did with Matt Hardy. It's just like, exactly. do what you want, do, do your crazy shit. People love it. We can kind of separate the rest of our show. I mean, the rest of their show can, they got undead shit across their show. So it's not like yeah. you need too much separation there. Um, but they give them the keys and just like, do, do what you want, bring in those fans and yeah. we, we will go from there. I'm with you. Like play to that fan base. Cause I don't think AEW is going to let them go full on with that and i don't know if it would fully fit in AEW. because people are even with like the malachi stuff they were worried about that and like it's been fine so far but people are still worried like yeah this is going to infect cody and and things like that so (laughs) you know people are still worried about that i just don't know if if that's gonna gonna fit there um yeah roh it's it's definitely not a fit there mlw I know you guys aren't fans, but like the Aztec underground stuff, you throw Bray yeah. in there. Like he's got a place in MLB. For sure. He could do guest stuff, but I think for obvious reasons, he's not yeah. going to be signing there anytime soon, right? Like you know, Bray's been making pretty good money over the last few years. And that's not even a knock at MLW. Like it is what it is from what I can gather. Like they're not, right. you know, that's fine. Um, great Carlos Toro asked this one. Actually, we're going to save this, but Bob, keep this in mind for later. He asked, long-suffering Bulls fan here, is there any hope for them to not have an awful season? Bob, keep that in mind for the corner three, pal. Yeah, absolutely. That is actually what a big chunk of the corner three is about. So. Of course it is. Um, do you guys think – oh, my goodness, look at that. Do you guys it's think ben, ben Simmons is getting traded? I mean, it feels like a matter of when, not if, man. I'll be honest with you, it really does. Like, I don't know what the situation will be, but I think if he just plays – like fifty percent of Ben Simmons for hot for like the next two months, I think something will open up and it will all just kind of, you know, it, the James Harden thing comes to mind. It's a different situation, but that's what comes to mind. I think it'll work itself out before long. That's my personal read on it. But at this point, I struggle to care because it's been painful. <laughs> well, I love Ben Simmons' uh, trade scenarios. By the way, I absolutely love it because I don't know what his value is. <laughs> right now no one does apparently I'm, I'm sure you saw the report that it was like six first and or three yeah. first three pick swaps and cj mccollum it's like huh what i don't know about that um you know the the spurs guys they if you're the sixers there's reason why you're not taking that deal and everything i think best case scenario for really all involved is, is ben plays he just kind of plays good soldier plays well yeah. and you know, just kind of, kind of stays clean and everything. A team out there will be like, you know what? Like something will happen. They'll get off to a bad start and be like, all right, let's, let's go with this. He's there. He's not holding out or anything. He's at least showing up on like other players. Let's, let's make a deal for him here. Uh, I think that's the best case scenario. What he gets traded for? No idea. I think they'll get more once the season starts than whatever's out there right now. Cause I don't think the offers are great right now. If they were, they something would have been taken. Yeah, I tend to agree. I think it will smooth itself out by him being back, and yeah, it will. Figure, I mean, it, just, it feels like he's moving regardless at this point. Um, what is one thing that will always make you grin when you need to? Roderick Strong backbreakers. <laughs> Jeremy, what about you? Uh, a text from Joseph Holbert. Yeah. Well, one text is the, the first is usually just Jezza, and then I yeah. and then I'd expand. I was very concerned about you uh, this morning when I woke up at, at six o'clock because you started the text with Jeremy, and usually it's Jezza yeah. or Jeremy Lambert. Usually it's not just my first 
my first name, the shoot name, just but just the first name. So I was concerned. <laughs> it, you, I thought you were going to say you was concerned because I said I'm just going to bed at nine a.m. Which no, that's know. I'm used to that. Like, fair. Yeah, that's that's fair. not that concerning. That's normal. <laughs> that's fair. Um, what, who is the greatest wrestling trivia mind at Fightful? Hmm. It's definitely not us. No, no, it's definitely not us. Bob. Um, greatest wrestling <laughs> trivia mind. Wow. Um. Yeah. Probably, probably Sean. Right? He's on that uh, Quizlemania show. He was yeah. a couple times. I mean, feels I like Sean. Feels like it's a bad answer, but I agree. It's almost definitely Sean. Yeah. Oh well. There you go. Um, we suck it. Was really the answer to that. Uh, Kate has asked why she's being blackballed. That was covered in the cold open. I will not elaborate on that any further. Um, with the launch of the YouTube channel, will we see the return of Booty Pro Wrestling? We will not see the return of Booty Pro Wrestling, but we will see the return of yeah. TW over on Twitch. It will not be on the YouTube channel. They will be on Twitch eventually. It, will, it won't be live on the YouTube channel. The, the Twitch videos will make their way over to the YouTube channel. There you go. Does WWE take that extra half hour on to SmackDown again after this week? If so, how often? I think because of the news. Well, maybe you can help me on this, Jeremy. The news prevents them from doing it on Big Fox, right? Yeah, that's uh, yeah. Fox Sports 1 exclusive. But they are back on there in a couple weeks because of the World Series, so it wouldn't surprise me if they do it again. Um, hmm. But, yeah. I, do you think – could you ever see them doing a scenario where they do an extra hour on Fox Sports exclusively every week? I don't know if it's worth it just because, like, you're – you're going to see on Monday, like they're going to lose 1 million probably plus viewers with the move. So I just, is right. it worth it to do that? You know, like I, well, I, I get the point yeah. of why they would, but yeah, I just. No, like I, in a logical sense, you're completely right. It's not worth it, but that's not, that's <laughs> not well. really how they're thinking right but, now. Yeah. That's it? not their, that's not their no. reasoning right. for wanting to do it. Yeah. It's like, Oh, we're going to do now three hours essentially of, of SmackDown. Like, the reasoning isn't to, to put out content. The reasoning is to go against mm-hmm. AEW and try to hurt their ratings. I wouldn't do it. And I mean, as someone who watches both, I wouldn't like them to do it just because it would make it harder for me. But what does that matter? Playing both sides as usual, Bob. Um, <laughs> since I know you guys have mentioned you're big fans of the phrase, what do you think of heat culture? One of the most obnoxious talking points in all sports. It's probably actually true and fair, but like it's said by every person on television and it's actively annoying. But like I mean, respect, I guess, heat culture. Should we make should we do that, make that thing, the distraction culture? Like Come on here, you don't prepare, you don't watch wrestling. <laughs> I don't know. What do you think about heat culture? What Bobby? is our culture? It's not good. It's bad. Yes, real yeah, bad. It's really bad out there today. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, I don't know, like I guess a team like the Heat or the Spurs who've had the same coach for 15, 20 years, they do have yeah. an identity, but it, it probably does get a little overplayed. I mean, he's a great coach, no doubt. It's no, just, he is, absolutely. It's, you know. What's more wholesome, the carefully cultivated fuck Bob O'Neill culture or top dollars Twitter takes? All how much love. We talked about this briefly earlier. I don't know, like, top dollar feels like he, some of his tweets do come across like he's in Bob's section of Twitter. <laughs> Yeah, you know, which is an interesting choice. But it's definitely not as wholesome by any means as as the great fuck Bob O'Neill. 
<laughs> Fogel Bob O'Neill um, ongoing thing that Bob, for some reason, just accepts as being all fun and games, which is why he's the greatest. But that's a real thing, Bob. How do you feel about people just, you know, famous, recognizable, credible names just saying, fuck Bob O'Neill? I mean, when Jeremy posted the first video, it was very funny. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Um, it was also like 10 minutes after like, oh, I'm so glad you made it to Chicago. You know, I was really nice to Jeremy and he came back with that, which, you know, fair. Was it? Was it really? Yeah, it was like immediately after. Oh, I, I probably didn't see your tweet. I'm sorry. It was not supposed to be that immediate. <laughs> it was funny, though. Like, don't get me wrong. But the more I use it, you're, you're just sick of it now. Because like Joseph said some nice things about you on Twitter yesterday, and I immediately quote Twitter and it said counterpoint, and then did did fuck Robert. Terrible. It is it is a cry of love, honestly. Like I, I truly hope you know you know this, O'Neill. Like how no, much- I mean that's the thing too. Like I do between the two of you, I probably talk to you two on these things like fifteen hours a week. So I think there is you know some friendship here. Some friendship. <laughs> oh no, we would not have you on this show as often as we do if we like actively dislike you. Trust, trust me. Trust yeah. Joseph. We have people that we don't like who aren't on the show. Uh, but yeah, they yeah. try every fucking week, but they ain't on the show. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. no, we we genuinely, genuinely like you. And to me, it's funny because it's not even like fuck you, like personally. It's like fuck that section of Twitter. Almost. Yes, well, which yeah. is That's almost really... more mean in some ways, but yeah, yeah. it's true. <laughs> you yeah. are unfortunately associated with that section of Twitter, even you though you've clearly like moved away and you, you're now more yeah. on the fence. Yes, even though look at Bob just not even commenting on this. God bless. I'm going to move on. I was going to go further, but we'll leave it. I forget this is on YouTube and not behind a paywall. Um, <laughs> basketball season is starting soon. This show is sponsored by Better Help. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. But the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's betterhelp.com slash Fightful. Who is your pick to be champions this year? And also, any teams that may surprise you who may do better than than you expected. Um, Should we do the corner three now? Like, There's a lot of basketball talk. I feel like we're, we're wasting corner three this, material. You and I give our winners, and then we'll okay. let Bob do it. Because I want Bob to have his full three-way, because he's scripted, okay. you know? All right. I think the champions this year... God, it's actually really, like... 
I'm going to just say the Bucks. I think, um, I think like the the what it does to a group of players to actually win the championship is a really mm. big thing. I actually really, especially for a franchise that's that for long removed from winning one, I think it's huge. And I think my next pick, hilariously after what I just said, would be Heat Culture, <laughs> <laughs> who I really like the look of this year. The Lakers, I get why, like I get the people. I just think that thing's going to be a mess. I don't know, man. That thing, the saying to, to that that makes me feel uncomfortable with it. I don't think it's going to work out as well as they hope. But that's just me. Here's, I'm a little agitated at you, Joseph, because what I thought, I, I don't know if the Bucks are a sexy pick. They literally just won it last year, but I'm kind of on the same wavelength yeah. as you. Like on paper, the Nets best team. Mm-hmm. I, you know. There's a lot of question marks surrounding yeah. that team. Um, but you still, let's say Kyrie doesn't play. You still have Kevin Durant and James Harden. Yeah. And like they stay healthy and they got some good, good role players and stuff around. Well, old. I don't know how good their defense is going to be. Um, but so they, they have enough talent out there that they can, they can definitely, they're going to be good in the regular season. They're going to be a definite issue in the playoffs, assuming they stay healthy. Um, yeah. The Lakers thing. They they've got the most talent on paper. I like some of their moves. That LeBron Westbrook thing is just it's tough. And I say this is a big, big Russ fan. Like it is tough. And they're gonna be a lot of growing pains with that. And in the playoffs, I just don't know how that's gonna go. I wouldn't sleep on the Suns mm-hmm. because they're they're back. They're you would you would think that like sometimes you know losing on this stuff. Um, it makes you strong. Like, look at the Spurs that uh, when they lost to to the Heat and they came back and they just ran through everybody the the next season. I I don't think the that Suns team is as talented as that that Spurs team, but like losing and being that close and not getting there could elevate them a little bit. So I, I wouldn't write off the Suns, but yeah, the Bucks seem like it seems like they're they're there. The Clippers are. It's going to depend on when Kawhi comes back, right? Yeah. I think he's going to be out for like most of the season. It feels like too long to pick those. It really does. Um, yeah. Any teams you expect or you think may surprise people? Like, I'm going to. Like, I'm saying this half as rib, but like, it would be real nice if the Timberwolves were not complete shit this year. I think we'd yeah. all like that for Kyle Anthony Towns. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll be honest. Do I think that's going to be the case? I'm not sure. <laughs> If you look at their team on paper, let's be honest, though. If, you, if everyone's healthy, which has been a problem, you look at their team on paper, there's no reason for them to be, like, awful. There's really not, if, if right. you actually look at what they've got talent-wise. So, like, if they were competent, that would be a pop, right? That would be a grin. So, you know, like, I, I look at them. Um, the, You know, the balls can't in the chat, and Bob can get into that later. I think people actually kind of expect them to be good. Yeah. So, yeah. This, this means literally nothing. They won the title in my 2K, Sam. God bless. The Bulls? <laughs> the Bulls, yes. No, they beat the Lakers shit. in the finals. That's whole shit. Okay. <laughs> no, because, well, I mean, they're going to score, man. That's the thing. They're going to be big offense. I mean, the, the defense isn't going to be there. That's an issue. But well, they got some... you got you to wait 14 minutes, please. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> when do you think Big Swole will finally win a belt? I assume the All Elite Fleet exclusively. I think... When I thought they were going towards tag titles, I really felt that was like, 
I think that's the best I've seen Swole perform, frankly. In the, on the sea show, she had shown, shown chemistry of multiple different partners in Ring and Out. There was even a tag she had with Julia Hart, who, like, and she's not even like any criticism. Julia Hart's brand new, right? And they were a great little team. I think for Swole, the first step is like she needs to become a factor on television again. Yeah. In whatever fashion she was like, it's been a long time, very long time. And what's interesting about that is she's someone that obviously had the feud with Brit over a year ago. Yeah. Beat Brit in the funny dentist match. So, yeah, funny in probably an unconventional way. So, it feels like if she's not putting a feud with Brit for the belt at some junk, like some point, I ain't that seems telling in itself. So unfortunately, I don't have a good answer for that because I don't know if that's saying that's on the cards. To be honest with you, like I don't. The last, and I think some of it has been, you know, I know that Swell has like um, health. She's had problems with her health, right? Like, yeah. what's the situation with Swell? I forget. I'm sorry. Uh, Crohn's. Yeah, and like during the pandemic, like you know, I get it, but I, I don't. She's not been in the, um, she's not been in the picture as of late. So it's really, really difficult to answer that. I don't know. Any ideas? Um, I don't know. I mean, having the TBS title obviously helps her because it's yeah. another title to go after. I don't. <sighs> yeah, tag titles would have been better. She's she's the main thing is like reestablishing her on. Yes on dynamite like mm-hmm. it, it is Crohn's disease by the way i definitely do not want to get that wrong um the last time she wrestled on dynamite was what else up now I mean, she was in the casino battle royal but like everybody was in that Dude, december 2020 was her last dynamite match she teamed with serena deeb to defeat diamante and Eva Lise. Like, yeah that feels indicative that, of something. I don't know yeah before that it was the the singles match when she lost to, to Sheeta. that was a year ago to the day a year ago. So literally in one year, she's had one dynamite match. Yeah. And so when I say it's indicative, I don't necessarily mean it even as a crit. I mean, like it could be the stuff with the hell. It could, I don't know what it is, you know, I'm not on the inside there, but based on that, it doesn't feel like that I can pencil in for a title run anytime soon, just based on their presentation. Um, right. But you're right. At, at core, the TBS title makes it a hell a lot more feasible. I think, over the next few months, it'd be nice to see her get heated up for a program with Brit. Is what I, I kind of conclude on. Now, do I think she should win that program? Frankly, I don't. But it would be a big help to her to do that and just get that kind of TV time. That's a bit yeah. important. Bob, any ideas? Yeah, I mean, I immediately thought you know the TBS title. I also think by this time next year they're going to have women's tag titles. So yeah, really? you know that kind of seems like the next logical step for just kind of titles in general. That and mm-hmm. you know men's trios. Um, yeah, I mean, either one of those. Like, I don't know that she could necessarily, you know, win the big women's title. But, you know, she could. She could have a program. I mean, I could see her working with Brit, and they could they could heat her up. That's the thing, because she is good on those YouTube shows. The, the thing that's interesting about AEW is because of the way they handle their belts, we are going to see a lot of prominent professional wrestlers never win their titles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, you guys know, like, you look over my shoulder, you see Eddie Kingston. Like, I don't know if Ed's ever winning one of their belts. And that kind of – that's going to be a thing that I think all of us as people that are used to how wrestling has been for the last 20 years, 30 years, frankly, adjust to because, you know, like Minoru Suzuki's wrestling on YouTube tomorrow night. He's never been the IWGP Heavyweight Champion. Tomorrow Hiro Ishii has never been the IWGP Heavyweight Champion. And 
that's because, and maybe they've got away from it at times in recent years, but I think that's because generally their attitude was, we want that belt to be, you know, for it to be prestigious, some are going to miss. This isn't necessarily about Big Swole, but I do think there are going to be major players in AEW that never touch the heavyweight title, especially. They may get something else, like whatever, but the heavyweight title, or on the other side, the women's title, the world women's title, we're going to see important professional wrestlers that work for that company for years never win it. And... You may like that, may you may dislike it, but it does feel. I I personally think it's probably a benefit overall. Whether Swole falls into that, you know, we shall see. But that's something to keep in mind. I see everyone getting framed as a future AEW champion, and it's like, hey man, look how they book these things. It's been free champs for two years, you know. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Let me let me do some super chats right now, Joseph. Uh, Johnny Oxbow says, "I've been saying since he got released, he's going to impact. It's about Bray. Him leading Decay uh, would work in my mind if done right." I would say if he's going to be there full-time, that's probably a good role. The only issue I'd have with it is the decay is an overact on their program, but, like, it would be hot. I, I'd be intrigued to see how they'd present it. It's just in the hope you're getting new fans that only want to see Bray, I'd be hesitant to associate him with anyone. That's just me. Yeah. What's next, Joseph? Okay. Um, when will you be selling the territory to Disney? Will there subsequently be a late night grim ride in the best setting for wrestling amusement parks? That's for Bob exclusively. Um, he's gone, so that doesn't yeah. help. So I'm just going to say no, and then when Bob comes <laughs> back, I'm going to ask him about amusement parks. <laughs> I'm sorry if I missed any of these tweets, guys. Um, there's a lot here, right? There is. There were. There was a very heavy response to this, thankfully, because Tony Khan ruined uh, the plans by just going to a Jaguars game with the book out. Um, uh, Ricardo, real quickly. Ricardo says, "Will you be watching the the Rampage buy-in? You certainly will, right, Joseph?" Hell yeah, Suzuki versus Brian. Bro, like Brian, if you'd have asked me to list my five opponents outside of WWE for Brian, I'd most likely say Suzuki would have been on the list. Yeah, getting this in this setting is outrageous. Um, in regards to this wrestling pissing match, how do you think the brazenness of TK plays the locker room? Do they rally behind it? Or will they lose confidence in morale if they, if they don't back up his tweets and win on Friday? I think... Now, look. Before I go any further, I have no sources. And in addition, this is a big group of professional wrestlers. Let's not forget, this is a hunt. This ain't just like a sports... You know, this is not like a basketball team. There's like 100 people on the roster. <laughs> yeah. However, I think there is a general link among the majority of the roster that they view it as like they're the underdogs. Yes. And a lot of them are people that have been knocked back by WWE or have been there and had less than, you know, less than wonderful experiences. So I think when TK says that they take it as a vote of confidence and they get fired up. I think you saw some of that on Twitter from some of the names that fit the description I just give. (laughs) I'm sure there are a couple guys that are like, Oh fuck, come on, man. You know? So, there's a lot of um, there's probably a lot of different reactions, but I would say the general is that people like rally behind it and look at it as one big team. That's my guess. I don't know. I'm not I'm not working in the locker room, right? So I don't know. What do you guys think? That's my guess as well that they are rallying behind them because like that is how AEW started is rallying against WWE and mm-hmm. um, you know became became a promotion and like you said, Joseph. A lot of those people have been to WWE and they it didn't end well and they wanted more and everything. And so 
they're they're fired up about this. And a lot of them also grew up like in the nineties with the, the Monday night war stuff. Yep. And like, they, they still look back fondly on that air and they're like, yeah, we want to, we want to fucking win. Like everybody wants to win. Right. Mm, like, I think that seems better than, you know, being like, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. And, you know, we're just going to do nothing. We're going to roll over and everything. I, I think showing confidence and showing faith in your product and, and trying to fire everybody up plays better than just like, yeah, we'll, we'll just see what happens. And, you know, we're going to put on a good show. They're going to put on a good show and, and that's it. And then if you lose, it's like, well, oh, fuck, we yeah. got our asses kicked. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Um, Bob, and someone you can't, else. You can't rally, sorry, you can't rally, keep rallying, 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 and then losing, losing, losing. Mm-hmm. Right. Then, then you go to 2.0 when that happens. <laughs> um, Bob, Reese asked about a late night grin, um, like Riot at Disney because he assumes Disney's going to buy the late night grim brand. What would that ride look like, Bob? You know, I think instead of doing like a real fast thrill ride, you just kind of do a nice gentle ride telling yeah. the entire story of our progression. Just get like the animatronics of all of us. So it would go like four hours. Yeah. Yeah. It's a four hour ride. <laughs> Imagine that shit. That was I was cool. thinking it would be like just a big haunting face of Bob. <laughs> incredible that would be horrible, horrible. just terrifying like all of, and the, the big one at the end would be the one where shooters photoshop that big smile on his face <laughs> and that would scare everyone um okay you have to pick game seven of the nba finals versus game seven of stanley cup finals good one versus the greatest <laughs> pay-per-view of all time you can only watch one the game sevens feature both feature your teams the greatest pay-per-view is the dream match you always wanted this is actually a great question. And I am not going to answer it first, Jeremy. All right. Here I saw this one. And here's my philosophy. One, I dislike wrestling. So that would <laughs> that would think that would roll that out. Here's the thing though. As much as I dislike wrestling, I dislike the pain of my team losing these games more. Yeah. And I'm very concerned that based on history, my team will lose these game sevens. And if I watch and we lose, I will not be happy. At least if I'm watching wrestling, I, I don't care really about the outcome. I'm getting my dream match, right? Like, like I, I'm getting Danielson, Tanahashi, wh- whatever it might be. Like I'm getting the dream match. So that's good. That's going to be great. I know that's going to be fantastic. I'll Thanks. take that over <laughs> sitting through three hours and watching Shea Gilgis Alexander miss a potential game winner, or or watching the Avs get shut out in a game seven. All right, it's fair. I'm going with the wrestling, everybody. Can you throw Chris's comment on briefly about the he's he's fantasy book in the theme park ride, and he says an audio track of Oracle yelling pop when you hear <laughs> each room of the ride, which is just incredible. So I actually would watch the game, and here's why. Firstly, wrestling is a lot easier to watch on delay. I would turn my phone off and not get results. Sports horrible to watch on delay because you just want to skip to the end and get out of there. Yeah. And I would know if my team loses, I'll be bummed, but I've got a dream match waiting for me that I can sit down and enjoy afterwards. No, no, you only get one. You don't just get to go back and like. Oh, shit, I only, this is 2021, no. brother. No, 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 no. You can't be like, oh, my team lost. Now let me go watch my dream match. Of course you, you can. Get, you, no, you I'm turning my phone off. I'm turning no. my phone off. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm firing it's up Fight TV. No, I'm no, in all seriousness, I would 100% watch the professional wrestling show. I 
you know, I've retired from sports. Everyone knows that. Bob, <laughs> would you watch Neva and just tweet about it? <laughs> no, so I've actually had this situation before. Um, the uh, game seven of the Blackhawks King series in 2014, I went to payback that night instead. And then the Blackhawks lost in overtime. And I mean, it wasn't a dream match, but I saw, you know, Cena and Bray, a last man standing match, and uh, the Shield Revolution. <laughs> Shield Revolution was very good. Oh, though. okay. Shield Revolution. Yeah. That's, that's okay. That makes sense. Yeah. That's, that's a big one. I love how I was like, it wasn't a dream match, but they Cena, Bray. That match was actually okay. But yeah, no, Shield Revolution was very good. And then my team okay. lost anyway. So it's like, I guess I made the right decision going to the wrestling. But. At the same time, though, like with the Blackhawks, I'd seen them one twice in like four years at that point. So it's like, you know, right. whatever. Someone in the chat asked about how I would change the AEW YouTube shows or how we would check. Like, I really think it's as simple as I would just do more promos, especially at the uh, the Universal ones. I'd have some fun with it and give people reps in that regard. But I think mostly they're really good and fun. That's just me. I want to do some fantasy booking here, and then we're going to let Bob do his corner free, and we're going to get the hell out. Okay. We're going to head to the Distraction YouTube channel. Okay, Bobby O'Neill. What will be the Raw Women's title match at WrestleMania? Uh, let's see. I I would say Charlotte and Sasha. I don't know that they're going to hold off on it for that long. Charlotte That's SmackDown. That's SmackDown. Yeah. Are they, they both SmackDown? Smackdown? Oh, God. Oh, <laughs> shit. Wow, Bob's... Okay. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to fill the air here while you try to figure out who's on both brands. So... Like, the, this is really difficult. I don't know if you've looked at these rosters, Jeremy Lambert, but the two top women on Raw are Becky Lynch and Bianca Belair. Mm. And, like, I don't think they're getting that to WrestleMania. <laughs> but, like, they're both going to be in the title match, right? It seems like neither of them are going to be in the Battle Royale. Like, yeah, no. And, yeah. unfortunately, I think we're all – like, they don't really do non-title programs particularly well. No, and, I mean, just kind of looking at it, like, do you do Becky and Rhea? I mean, you know that I would do that. I'll be honest. I don't know. I don't know where they're at in the Rhea Ripley progression currently. They may be I like mean, just steadying the ship and getting ready to push her again, or they may be like, okay, she's better there. Just leave her there. Like I've been waiting, you know, three years for a proper like Becky and Alexa program, um, yeah. but I don't think they do that right at the moment. Um, but you didn't have to say at the moment. The moment was summer of 2019, and they didn't do it. Um, okay, so who's leaving Crown Jewel with the title? The, what belts? Hang on, what's belts? Which SmackDown Women's Title Match with Raw Superstar Becky Lynch and Raw Superstar, I think Bianca Belair. Yes. Bianca's on Raw, right? Yeah. Yes. So, so it feels like Sasha's winning. No, I think one of those two is winning, and then they're going to do the belt switch again. If they do this belt, they have to because Charlotte's not dropping it to anyone. Seriously, think that it actually is more likely. This is hilarious. It's more likely they switch the belts than actually do a title change. Yeah, I mean, because it's because Becky and Bianca are flipping back to SmackDown. So, you <laughs> yeah, know. I don't know. Charlotte and like, Becky are just going to be like here. Let's just. I think so because I don't see what else they're going to do. Like I, I've, I've seen some people be like they're going to unify the belts at Survivor Series, but I think that causes more problems. Uh, you could do if you want to do that. Like you're going to have to make another title, which is like, mm, what's the point, yeah. right? But yeah, I don't know. The Alexa thing's interesting because she's kind of looming here. Is it? I don't know when, what way she's coming back. Looking at this roster, I'll probably bring her back as like just Alexa Bliss, the heel. Her and Bianca could be good, but then what do you do with Becky? I don't know, man. I. 
I I just like Liv Morgan jumps off the page as someone they could push, but are we really gonna do that conversation on here and be serious about it? Like yeah. I mean, like Becky and Rhonda always, I guess, is looming too, but there's obvious issues with that at the moment yeah. too, so yeah, I don't know. Uh, that that one is real. I was looking at it earlier, and I was like, they ain't getting Becky and Bianca there, man. That feud can't. There's no way they're getting back to that in six months, and it'll be it'll be interesting. They also could just have Charlotte or Sasha win the Rumble and jump over and face Becky. But neither of those matches are fresh either. No, but and then what would Bianca do? Fuck, man. Yeah. I mean... Quite, I'm not even doing a bit here. This is like actual concern. No, it's Because then SmackDown. This is why we don't talk about it. This is why we don't talk about it. Who cares? SmackDown. Like the Queen Charlotte Flair will be involved and so will the legit boss Sasha Banks, but I don't want to see them wrestle one-on-one ever again in my life. So then who the hell else do you insert in? Do you do a Tony Storm push? Do you do Sonya Deville? Yeah, I think at some point you got to push some new people, right? Yeah, <laughs> they've been saying that for... Uh... You know, I mean, I guess like Oscar's technically coming back at some point too. New people, Oscar. Yeah, yeah. Dude, they, when was the last time? I guess they pushed me. What's Rhea doing? Oh, she's in the tag thing. She, they're just gonna keep her there. Yeah, I guess. Okay, so. who's the top baby face in SmackDown Women's Division? Becky Lynch. She's on Raw. Oh, I don't know who's on these brands anymore. Okay, I'll give you the options. All right, ready? Okay, yeah. Naomi. Okay. Shotzi Blackheart. Sorry, just Shotzi. Not no Blackheart. Okay. Tony Storm. Okay. That's it. They're all heels. That's there. it. Well, the other one, the other people, Isaiah Lee was a heel, I think. Mm. The legit boss, Natalia, the Queen Charlotte Flair, Bailey's injured, and be fair, but I'm gonna guess he's not gonna be the top baby face. I mean that with love, but I don't think that's what they're gonna do with her. Yeah. Aaliyah, I'm gonna guess Aaliyah's not the top baby face. Meanwhile, on Raw. They have. Um, I'm looking at these rosters as well. Yeah, they have Tegan, they have Nikki, they have Mia Yim, Liv Morgan, Rhea, Dewdrop, Alexa. <laughs> Fucking no. <laughs> this the top women's on SmackDown top baby faces like it's Naomi, and I think we we all like Naomi, but they treat her literally as like, she's not good enough and she doesn't deserve anything. Yeah. So then so if we went down that part, like who, so you're going to decide like Naomi's winning the rumble, whatever we're going to do, we're going to make Naomi the top baby face. Cool. So like, does she take the title off Charlotte? I don't have faith that they're putting anybody over that isn't a horsewoman or Bianca. And I don't even have faith that they're putting over Bianca. We should probably stop the conversation here, shouldn't we? Yeah. I'm running to a brick wall there, guys. Sorry, I tried my best. Um, I'm this looking... is why we don't do WWE talk, Joseph. But this like... is what I find fun. I just find it fascinating, Jeremy, because they have come up with those rosters and they've probably not had the conversations we're having now, and that's funny. I'm sorry, no, that's just objective. They just design. pull names out of a hat. They're like, wait, somebody needs to go here and somebody needs to go here. Yeah. It, it doesn't – the, the Queen's Crown Tournament like pretty much settled everything you need to settle because people are ready to rally behind – uh, Liv Morgan. It's like, yeah, just, just beat her. Like th- that. This is your chance to make a top baby face, and you have Carmella, Zelina, Dewdrop, and and Shayna. Like, unless you're making Dewdrop out of this, that's, that's the other thing. Is like, so they heat Shayna up, right? Like, Shayna can be a top hit. We all agree on that. 
Yeah. But then they put on the brand that already has two top heels and no baby faces. And it's like, you know? And like, I assumed that they were going to like continue the uh, Charlotte versus the Lily doll thing. But then Alex went to Raw and I was like, I don't even know what SmackDown is going to. And I assume they're going to just flip Banks' baby face, which like, listen, man, like, people will cheer her. She's incredibly popular. But like, that character doesn't need to continue to be so vague with this stuff. Like, it's been a problem already. Like, don't make it worse. It's not even her. It's not her fault. It's just like, just it's a bad baby face a heel or let her be a baby face, you know? <laughs> like it's a bad baby face character. It is, but she, just, she just plays her, she just continues to play her heel self, but she's just feuding with heels. And yeah, so and that one isn't even fresh. Cheated. That program is like Charlotte and, and Banks is not even fresh, right? And let's be real, Charlotte turning baby face would be worse. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I think it's well, interesting. I'll be honest with you, I'm, I think it's an interesting conversation every once in a while because the talent pull in that women's division, if you look at all of the brands, is like all-timer. But like it actually almost gives me a headache trying to figure out what potential like routes there are. Maybe that's my fault. Maybe I shouldn't do that and I should just like just be just watch it, you know, but it's not how my there, brain works. I already know the answer to this, but I'm gonna put it out there anyway. All the horsewomen are heels right now. Is there any chance that they can I think I think Bianca and Rhea are two names we both like. Yeah. They definitely like Bianca. Rhea, I don't know where they're at on her. Is there anyone else, babyface wise, that you can kind of see lift up and like kind of challenge the horsewomen as some type of big heel versus face smash that they'll definitely never do? I think Liv is hmm? Raquel. Do they bring her up? They might bring her up, but no, she's not the answer, I don't think. I think Liv is interesting. I would like to see her have more like matches of length. Um, but she definitely gets over and connects, and she's she has like an actual there's something to her personality, genuinely, that has always been entertaining television. Like when she was in the riot squad, she always stood out with all of her just like wacky mannerisms and stuff, you know. She gets over, she's good. She's one that comes to mind. Tony Storm, I've never been as high on as like the majority, as you know, like I think she's good. I've never got the WrestleMania main event thing from her, which I understand. She certainly has a star presence, but I don't know. I think there's a lot of these people that in the right system, you would probably look at them differently. Like, look at Ruby Soho now, you know, like you can do it, but in this current setup, no, I don't think, you know, I think Rhea's struggling, let alone another person. And Bianca's yeah. done good. Like, I mean, obviously, the last couple of months have been, they've certainly been something, but from what I've, you know, from what I I've mean, seen, I but. Don't... I don't think it's a positive sign for Bianca that, you know, the moment Becky comes back, she gets pushed down and then Sasha's also in the mix. Like the more right. people, they're going to just continue to rely on the people they always rely on. This is what they've done for years in, in both divisions. I, so here's the thing. I'm, I do think that Bianca Belair is in that mix for them. I could, that could age poorly. You know, like we don't know what they're gonna do with the next come up. It almost she could be just like a nut. She could be teaming with, you know, Nikki Cross. I don't, I don't know what the deal is, but I think she is in that mix. I think they did, a, they did a great job up to Mania and like through Mania with the Bailey feud was great. So I think she's broken out of the pack. And I mean, God, rightly so, right? How can you miss on Bianca Belair? But it's interesting, you know. And here's the thing: is this isn't criticism in itself. The product itself may end up being great. And then all of this conversation is rendered, you know, pointless and useless. But for me personally, I don't think it's a great sign when you're kind of clutching at straws. 
I think a healthy wrestling roster has many options. And I think if we're being honest with ourselves, we have to convince, like, on all of the potential top baby faces on SmackDown, we have to, like, kind of convince ourselves it could work, right? Like, I, I think Naomi's great, but, like, at this point in the game, they've done a lot of damage, I think, to that. Like, just, yeah. I don't think it would feel as organic. I mean, I remember even last year, it felt like it was her time. Oh, yeah. yeah. Last year, the 2019 at the Rumble, like, that was... That was the chance to do it. I feel like but they had a lot of momentum coming out of uh, out of the Rumble, and it's mm -hmm. like they did nothing. With this it. is what concerns me most: is so last time out when she was like, it looked like she was going to work Bailey at Mania, and then they turned into like the five way or six pack, or whatever they did. Yeah, that's what concerns me. Like, if I sat here in fantasy book, okay, we're going to have Liv Morgan chase Becky Lynch. Bianca's going to be in that match, so then it becomes a triple threat. And then they'll say, okay, we need to put this person in it. So that's a fact, like, that's been a problem with the women that they got away with for a little, they got away from for a little bit that I'm concerned is going to continue to happen now that, like, they're trying to add more to the horsewoman core. Um, the truth is, the real answer is they need to establish more names so that they can do non title programs for WrestleMania. That should not be like a mission impossible yeah. at all. Mm -hmm. I apologize. You're right. 2020 was when. Brother, you're uh, fine. It feels like. It, so it does. It feels like forever ago. I, for some reason, I thought the Rumble, uh, yeah. I think she did have a big shine in the 2019 Rumble too, but I just, you know, yeah. I know 2020 was when you and I on this show was like, she's obviously chasing the bell on SmackDown. Right. You know? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. God. Yeah. It does feel like yeah. forever ago. I thought for some reason that Rumble was in front of, in front of the screens, but as well, this one, yeah, it's been a while. It's well, been, it's been there a There you go, folks. All right. World Wrestling Federation's fantasy button session of the year. Hope you enjoyed it all. We now send you to the Robert O'Neill Corner Free. History title. All right, O'Neill. You ready? Your three minutes begins now. All right. So I'm glad we got a specific, you know, question request about the Bulls because that's who I was going to talk about for most of the time. You know, I really love what they did this offseason. I uh I talked about them getting Lonzo Ball, I think just even like at the trade deadline last year where they were in on him, uh, you know, they got, I don't even remember what they got for Laurie Markkinen, but I like it because he unfortunately is not good. So that was a good move. Um, as Caruso has impressed me in the preseason, I didn't really know where he fit on a team that's already, you know, not that good. Like he had a, he had an obvious fit on the Lakers, but he's been a uh, good so far. I think DeMar DeRozan's a good signing. Um, again, I'm high on the offense, man. Like even before they got Vucevic last year, uh, Zach Levine had kind of taken that next step. And if he can do that again, and he can be a guy that can get you, you know, 25 or 30 a game, uh, they're going to be in good shape. Um, again, like the defense is alarming. I think Patrick Williams is going to develop, but I also think he's going to be the only player on the court at various times who is actually trying to play defense which isn't ideal. And the other thing is, you know, it's a tough division. Um, you got the Bucks, obviously. Um, I don't know about Indiana, but with Rick Carlisle back there, I'm not going to doubt them. Um, and then, you know, Detroit's got Cade Cunningham now, and you have Cleveland, who's not going to be anything. But it's, it's a tough division. But I think just in general with the NBA, it's cool. And this was the case last year, too, where it's just kind of more wide open than we've seen it in the past uh, 10 or 15 years because, you know, it was, it was LeBron and then the Warriors and then, you know. But we don't have that anymore. You know, you have five or six teams, I think, in each conference that you could see winning the title this year, and that's really cool. We needed more of that. Um, you know, team, you guys didn't really mention earlier that I think might be slept on somehow is the Warriors just because, you know, they're getting Clay Thompson back. Um, we saw what Steph put up last year. I'm still high on James Wiseman. I'm not going to give up on him after 
one bad year. Um, I think Draymond serves a purpose too. And yeah, I mean, they're a team that can really be interesting. I think the Raptors are a team that can be interesting. They didn't really get discussed too much by you guys. Uh, you know, Siakam comes back and he's healthy all year. There's a guy, and I, I mean, we say it every year, but I think uh, at some point OG and OB is going to take that next step and really be a, be a force to be reckoned with there. But yeah, overall, just uh, really excited for the NBA this year. And I think it has to do with a couple things. Like my team is probably going to be good again for the first time in seven years or so. And, uh, you know, just to have the full season and not have the kind of shenanigans we ran into last year. Um, where teams are just playing, you know, two games in three days or whatever, just kind of forcing it in. It's it's going to be fun. I'm excited. Um, you know, didn't really go in depth. I think if I had to give a finals preview right now, I would just go with the Bucks and the Suns again. But, you know, I, I like this Suns team a whole lot. I think they didn't lose anything from last year, and the Bucks didn't lose a whole ton from last year either. So, yeah, we'll go with that. History final. Wow. Good timing on that, Bobby. Yeah, I, I, I mean, no mention of MVP Shea Gilgis Alexander, Rookie of the Year Josh Giddy. Little disappointed about that, but yeah. okay, sure. Hmm. Hey, Bob, what's the Raw Tag Team Title match going to be at WrestleMania? Um, my God, who are the Raw Tag Team Champions? I think it's still Riddle and Randy. Oh. Yeah, because they're facing AJ and uh, Omos next week. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Oh, boy. I, we got announcements to make about next week's show. <laughs> um, we do? Yeah. I think, I oh, think we're right. getting bumped back, Joseph. I don't know what that means. Uh, I think we're going to be on at five next week, so there can be a proper uh, review show because we cannot be trusted <laughs> with a review show because – we don't want to review the show. Fair. Okay, fine. Yeah. I mean, we could I just not that's... do a show. We clearly ain't going to have anything to talk about. <laughs> um... We just did 26 questions here, and it led to me fantasy booking the World Wrestling Federation, which I, I, think, I, I think I'm not doing that next on. week. I think Cass is coming on next week. So, yeah, I think we're going to have Cass on next week. We'll just – he'll tell us some stories. He was at, he's, been, he's been to about every single major event this year. So – Castle tells us. Like in the world or in just professional wrestling? Just in wrestling. Okay, good. Yeah. There's been some controversial ones this year. True. Well, Bobby was, was a guess. Was a guess. Oh, oh I didn't mean that. Um, anyway, <laughs> folks, you'll see us at the. Uh, wait, 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 wait. What are you what? wrapping us up for? I was going to do the promotion. You know, we're doing. I understand the, that, but I got yeah. I got one more thing to talk oh, about here. No. You, okay. you can go off screen, Joseph. It doesn't concern you. O'Neill, what's up? What did you think of the game last night between the Colorado Avalanche and Chicago Blackhawks? You know, I didn't get to see a lot of it because we were uh, we were watching the matches and all that. And uh, every time I checked in, it didn't look like it was going great. And uh, I don't know, man. You know, I thought the Blackhawks would kind of be better this year. I know it's one game against one of the best teams in the league, but to free up a bunch of money and then just give it all to Seth Jones instead of making actual moves <laughs> is not a great decision. It's great, great job getting Seth Jones for nine point five million, which is somehow less than Kel McCarr, who is infinitely better than Seth Jones. Yeah, no, it's not great. Um, I don't know, man. Like they didn't address really any of their needs in the off season, which isn't what you want to do. Um, they're just relying on Jonathan. Are Tice they a playoff back. team? Do you think they're a playoff team? I don't know, man. Like they got close last year. Like I think if you know. 
uh, Kane and Taves and Alex Brinkett can be themselves. Like they can get close enough to, cause the NHL is that weird thing now where they didn't expand, but they changed the format where there's like more wildcard teams or whatever. So yeah, I mean, they could sneak in, but they're not going to do anything like they'd lose in four or five to Vegas or uh, the avalanche. I'm very happy that the abs won last night. Cause I did not want to come on here today and, and deal with you being, you know, very excited after one game that my team with their best player out and their coach out lost, but instead we just kicked your asses. And I, I like beating you. You know, I like when my teams beat your teams because the only te- the only sport we really have any type of rivalry in is hockey anyway. That's fair. I mean, we can have one in basketball if you'd like, but we can do it. We can do an OKC in Chicago. They only play each other twice a year. Like, there's no real yeah. depth to that. But sure, we can do that. You got our old coach. He sucks, but good mm-hmm. luck. He's been okay. I mean. Yeah. You know, I think you told me, like, he's a good coach for what they are right now. He's not a good coach for what they want to be. Exactly. Exactly. Joseph, you want to plug anything? Um, should I leave the official YouTube plug for you? That's fine. Okay. Go to latenightgrin.com for all your grins um, and sign up for just $1. And then you can watch Bob and I talk for four hours about professional wrestling every Friday night with the confirmed shoot. And the Oracle of Wrestling. Tomorrow night's show is a big one. We have a big uh, reveal at the start of the program. You don't want to miss it. No, Just really one bad. buck. You can cancel. If you think it sucks, then you can cancel before you even pay the damn dollar. But we have done about 10 hours this already this week already on there. So there's a lot on there. We don't phone it in. You know, Some people on the old Patreon. I take advantage of you guys with the lofty price of $1. We do not do that, Bob, do we? No. If you sign up and you're not entertained, I will send you a dollar. Oh, wow. I forgot this is a thing you're doing, and it's going to end so poorly. <laughs> but, all right. Yeah, there you go, folks. You heard it from Bob himself. So that's tomorrow night after Rampage. We've got a lot to talk about with the buy-in, obviously, and uh, Rampage itself with the famed Junior Dos Santos in action in the main event there on television. Um, What's your favorite Junior Dos Santos fight, Joseph? Hmm. You know, the second Kane fight, as much as it was one-sided, had a yeah. real thrill to it live because yeah. you didn't know Kane was going to do that. Right. The third one was more kind of – it was less so because you, you'd seen him do it already. Yeah. But, you know, Kane got knocked down one minute by JDS and the second time, like, watching him just just dominate and the more it went on, that I mean, it's not really a fair pick for Junior DeSantos, is it really? I, I think, think you got to kind of go like either Dos Santos Hunt with the spin wheel kick. Oh, that's a great one, yeah. Or that's even that's a he, good one. Or even when he killed Verdum, when he pretty much announced that himself, yeah. when he hit him with that uppercut. Do you remember when he fought Gilbert Ivel and Dana White was like putting over Gilbert Ivel as the most feared striker in yeah. the division for no apparent reason, and he just iced him? He was a bad man. JDS was an awesome fighter, and he seems like a great guy. I'm not trying to yeah. knock him, but, you know, Rampage main event, interesting. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, that, that's that's tomorrow. Uh, I don't feel I have anything else to throw. We will be drafting the superior women's wrestlers on that show, too. Written that kind of thing. Bob, behave. Um, yeah. See you on the post show, folks. O'Neill, you want to plug anything? Uh, yeah, follow me on Twitter at Robert O'Neill31. Okay. Everybody, we will be on youtube.com slash fightful distraction. It is our first post show over there on the new YouTube. That is where the post shows will be every single Thursday. Except for maybe next Thursday, because our post show goes very late. Um, we'll be over at youtube.com slash fightful distraction. 
uh, you know, we made we did a the press conference gimmick yesterday, and we we made Sean made an announcement, but the post shows will be over there. A bunch of other content coming over there as we uh, you you're gonna get shows, you're gonna get plenty of content from us. We're gonna try to make that thing something and, and grow it, and just continue to expand on the uh, the distraction universe here. Would we call it earlier, or did I make up that we called something? The measuring stick. No, that's the other thing. I don't know. <laughs> the way the big bob plays, that's also the other thing. But <laughs> All right. Go ahead over there, everybody. YouTube.com slash Fightful Distraction. Thanks, everybody, for the super chats. Thanks, everybody, for the support. We'll talk to you all in just a moment.